Good morning and welcome to Calvary Baptist Church. My name is Jenny and I serve as the minister to children here. What a joy it is to be together in this place and to worship this morning. If you're new to Calvary, we are so glad to have you here. Welcome. One way that we can connect with you and we would love to get to know you better is if you would fill out the visitor card in the pew in front of you. We would be glad to have the opportunity to follow up with you by email or by phone. And we would love to meet you after the service also if we haven't already met you. The visitor card is also how you can let us know if you're interested in one of our ministries or how you can share a prayer concern. Later on in the service, there will be a chance for you to place those filled out cards in the offering plate. You'll need a couple of things to navigate today's service. You'll need a worship folder like this and one of the blue hymnals in the pew in front of you. Today, we are beginning a new worship series on generosity. When we hear the word generosity, our first thought is often money, but that's not all that it is. God has given us so much more than just dollars and cents. He has given us relationships with other people, time, resources, wisdom, this community of believers here at Calvary. Just think of all we would miss if we forgot about God's generosity toward us. Each day during the month of November, we are challenging the Calvary family to live generously, asking ourselves the question, how might we as a church live into the radical generosity that God is calling us toward? And to help us keep track of the ways that we are generous each day, there's a calendar like this one in your worship folders. And on the back of the calendar, you will see also this beautiful calendar was designed for us by our very own creative and talented Katie Cruz. So if you see her, thank her for that. Um, but if you turn over the calendar, you'll see that there's a list of suggestions for how you might be generous this month, either by donating or buying things or by serving or doing or caring or giving. And um, we just encourage you to use this as a space to reflect on the generosity that you've experienced and that you give and its effect on you and on others. Um, this could be anything from do donating toys for the Mission Waco Christmas toy drive to giving time to call that friend you haven't spoken to in a while. Hopefully these ideas on this paper can serve as a springboard for your generosity. Throughout this month, we also want to hear about how you have experienced God through generosity, either by giving or receiving. Each Sunday, we will have cards like this yellow one that are in the pew in front of you. And we would love for you to share your stories on those, and you can place them in the offering plate as an act of worship. Or you can also share your stories online in the link that's in the tower. We will collect these stories of generosity anonymously and share them with Calvary throughout this worship series. So this morning, as we come before a God who has been more generous to us than we could ever fathom, may we be compelled to be generous in return. Friends, let us worship the God together who gives generously to all.
sung by God who made us rich, rich in our diversity, gathering the name of Jesus, richer still in unity. Let us bring the gifts that differ and in splendid varied ways sing a new church into being. One in faith and love and praise. Radiant risen from the water, robing holiness and light. Male and female in God's image, male and female God's delight. Let us bring the gifts that differ and splendid varied ways. Sing a new church into being, one in faith and love and praise. Trust the goodness of creation, trust the spirit strong within, that to dream the vision promise, sprung the seed of what has been. Let us bring the gifts that differ and in splendid varied ways sing a new church into being, one in faith and love and praise. Bring the gifts of every nation, bring the art of every race, with a song of peace and justice. Let it sound through time and space. Let us bring the gifts that differ and in splendid varied ways. Sing a new church into being, one in faith and love and praise. God, we thank you and we praise you as a people gathered together by your generosity. You have shown us over these last weeks what it means to see you and your works in the messes of our life. And Lord, we continue to ask you for your guidance and strength for our current messes and for those that are forthcoming. 
As we turn now to this series on generosity, we ask once more that you would teach us day by day what it means to give and receive. Let this be shown to us in the prayers we pray, in the songs we sing, in the sermons that are given, in the scriptures that are read, in the conversations we have, and perhaps most of all, in the bread we break together. We ask all this in the name of the one who has perfectly displayed generosity towards us, Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. reading from the book of Deuteronomy and the book of Matthew. If there is among you anyone in need, a member of your community, in any of your towns, within the land that the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward your needy neighbor. You should rather 
Open your hand, willingly lending enough to meet the need, whatever it may be. Be careful that you do not entertain a mean thought, thinking the seventh year, the year of remission is near, and therefore view your needy neighbor with hostility and give nothing. Your neighbor might cry to the Lord against you, and you would incur guilt. Give liberally and be ungrudging when you do so. For on this account, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all that you undertake. Since there will never cease to be some in need on the earth, I therefore command you, open your hand to the poor and needy neighbor in your land. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This, this is, is the, the word, word of, of the, the Lord. Lord. Thank Thanks you. be to God. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless prayers. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of Thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for Thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my King. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages for thee. Take my silver and my gold, not a mind do I withhold. Take my intellect and use every power as you choose. shall be no longer mine. Take my heart, it is thy own. It shall be my royal throne. Take my love, my Lord, I pour, and your feet is treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only
If the children could come join me at the front for the children's message. Hello, friends. How's everybody doing? Good. Who here likes to share? Raise your hand if you like to share. Oh, great. I'm so glad that some of you like to share. But sometimes it can be difficult to share, right? Especially when it means that there's less for us. But you know something? I find that when I share with my friends, then instead of being sad that there's less for me, I'm actually happy because that person gets to experience the same joy that I have. It's like when we generously share our Halloween candy with our brothers or sisters or with our mom or dad instead of just eating it all ourselves. Then we get to see how much they enjoy it too. It's like at Christmas also when we give toys to kids who, whose families may not have a lot of extra money to buy them presents. This brings more joy than if we kept all the presents for ourselves, right? Yeah. Can you think of a way that God has generously shared with you? I'm sure there are lots and lots of ways. That's kind of an abstract question. But (laughs) God loves each of us so much that he decided to share something with us that's so much better than candy or toys. We read about it in the Bible in John chapter 3, verse 16. I know a lot of you already know this verse, so if you know it, you can say it with me. That You don't have to be a kid. You can say it too. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Awesome job. You guys are great. John three sixteen. What did you hear in that verse that God gave the world? His son, right, Jesus Christ. He gave us his one and only son that if we choose to believe in Jesus, we'll have eternal life with God. That's the most generous gift that I could ever think of. And when we choose to accept that gift and live life with Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us that all of heaven rejoices. So if accepting that gift from God is something you have not done yet, and you want to talk about that anytime, I would love to talk with you. Or you can talk to your parents or your Sunday school teachers or Miss Mary Alice. God's gift of generosity toward us through Jesus is an amazing thing to think about. Though we can never be quite as generous as God, right? Let's think about some ways that maybe this week we can share with a friend or with a brother or sister or a classmate or a new kid that we've never met before. Think about all the ways that you can be generous because God has first been generous to us. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the generous gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for the good news that that you have given us the option to believe in you and for the joy that that brings, Lord. We thank you for the way that you have shared with us and the way that you teach us to share. God, help us to be generous in giving to others today. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
gracious God, in these moments, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of all of our hearts together in this place be found pleasing to you. O Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, there is a video that is circulating around the internet this week from a front porch security camera in Maryland that shows footage of a trick-or-treater who did something that was quite unexpected on Halloween night. Eight-year-old Jackson Champagne, who was dressed as a vampire, walked onto the porch of a family who was not home for the evening, but had left out a bowl of candy for trick-or-treaters who stopped by. Jackson walked up to the bowl excitedly, only to discover that it was empty. All gone, he exclaimed, there ain't no more candy. So he turned and walked away, but as he did, he put his hand on his face and paused for just a moment. And it was as if you could literally see an idea spark within him all of a sudden. And in the seconds that followed, Jackson began to empty out candy from his own Halloween stash into the bowl pulling out several fistfuls of candy so that other trick-or-treaters wouldn't walk away empty-handed. Well, the family who lived in the house was watching their front porch security camera footage later that evening to see what cute costumes had come their way, and they were shocked when they happened upon this 24-second video recording. On a night when most children are concerned with accumulating as many pieces of candy as possible, This little boy, without even being asked by his parent, was almost immediately willing to give his candy away. 
But what seems most significant to me is that this video has gone completely viral over the course of the weekend. How many of you have seen this video yourselves? It's played on every major news network, and the last time I checked, it had been viewed over 13 million times since Friday. And you see, I think there's something about generosity that inspires us, all of us. It stops us in our tracks, it calls us out of our drive for consumption, and it reminds us what really matters. And I can't help but wonder if the fact that our country has been so mesmerized by this 24-second video clip of an eight-year-old boy sharing his Halloween candy is simply because selfless generosity is something we don't see enough of. And if we're being honest, perhaps we have been so mesmerized by a 24-second video clip of an eight-year-old boy sharing some of his Halloween candy because we wish we were a little more like him. Our text for today is in Deuteronomy 15, and it communicates what I hope will be the heart of this entire worship series, and that is this. The invitation to generosity begins with exactly what this little boy did, with loosening our grips and letting go of some things. It begins with letting go of our time, our resources, our schedules, our money, our privilege, and whatever else it is that we find ourselves clinging onto so tightly and opening ourselves up to divine possibilities. The author in Deuteronomy writes, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward your needy neighbor. You should rather open your hand, willingly lending enough to meet the need, whatever it may be. Give liberally and be ungrudging when you do so. I therefore command you, open your hand to the poor and needy neighbor in your land. One scholar points out how many times the hands and the hearts are mentioned in these texts in Deuteronomy. The hand in verses 1, 2, 7, 8, and 11, and the heart in 7, 9, and 10. He said such language indicates to the hearer that both attitude and action, disposition and conduct are involved in generosity. Compassion and open-heartedness are the order of God attitudes that work themselves out in the action of the hand, which, like the heart, must be open and not closed. You see, we can't practice generosity and cling to what we have at the same time. It just doesn't work that way. Generosity begins with opening our hearts and our hands and letting go. Of course, our world spends millions and billions of dollars trying to convince us to do the exact opposite of this. Several thousand times a day, billboards, online advertisements, magazines, commercials, radio ads, newspapers, movies, and social media all tell us the same message, and that is that we do not have nearly enough. We hear it in all sorts of competing ways. You are not attractive enough. Your house is not quite full enough or trendy enough. Your technology is not nearly updated enough. Your clothes are not nice enough. Your body is not strong enough. Your waist is not skinny enough. Your car is not fast enough. You are not cool enough, popular enough, likable enough. You fill in the blank enough. You are not enough. 
And so we hustle and bustle to try to fill all these different voids and gaps in our lives, but the problem is we never feel quite successful enough at doing so, and this relentless cycle never ends. I am just as guilty of that as anyone else in this room. And yet, our text for today calls us in the exact opposite direction, not to focus our energies on filling the gaps and on holding on more tightly, but rather on opening ourselves up and letting go. Laura Aiken is a psychologist at Simon Fraser University in Canada, and she studied the science of generosity and giving. She actually studies situations like the trick-or-treater scenario all the time. In fact, in one of her studies with toddlers, she asked them if they want to share a small treat with a stuffed animal, a cute monkey puppet. And they are told that this monkey puppet really likes eating these little treats. And then the children are given a stash of edible treats themselves, treats that they would certainly enjoy eating, and recorded to see how they might respond. Now we might expect that the children would be happiest when they receive the treats themselves, especially considering these are toddlers, many of whom have not learned the art of sharing yet. And yet, as they observe the toddler's behavior, they notice that the children who gave treats away actually smiled considerably more than those who kept them for themselves. But what surprised them the most was that the toddlers smiled even more when they gave away what they considered to be their own treat. When they were given a treat to enjoy themselves, but gave it to a monkey instead. One researcher said, giving up something that belonged to them, their own treasure, is what seemed to make the children happiest. Of course, this isn't just true in toddlers. We know that. The same researchers recruited a diverse group of students on a college campus and gave them $20 to spend that day. They could spend the money however they wanted, on themselves or on someone else. And then they called the students back at the end of the day to ask them how they were feeling. And what they found was that the students who chose to spend the money on others were significantly happier than those who spent it on themselves. As Christian Smith and Hilary Davidson write, generosity is paradoxical. Those who give receive back in return. In letting go of what we own, we better secure our own lives. By giving ourselves away, we ourselves move toward flourishing. But the generosity paradox can also be stated in the negative. By grasping on to what we currently have, we lose out on better goods that we might have gained. In holding on to what we already possess, we diminish its long-term value to us. In always protecting ourselves against future uncertainties and misfortunes, we are affected in ways that make us more anxious about uncertainties. In short, by failing to care for others, we do not properly take care of ourselves either. It is no coincidence that the word miser is etymologically related to the word miserable. You know, I've been reflecting on the end of life lately, because I think all of us at the end of the day want to know that our life mattered, that our life has made a difference in God's world. 
And one thing I've realized is that a life that really matters, it is a life that has been given away for others. It's not a life that is carefully boundaried and secured and scooped out bit by bit in measured amounts. It's not a life that grasps and hoards and clings. It's not a life that is filled with wonderful, nice things, as wonderful as they may be in the moment. But it's a life that is poured out lavishly for others. It's like what we see in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. The movie is set during the Great Depression, and practically every scene involves the stressfulness and scarcity of money. I've shared before that there's this sign on the wall in Bailey Building Alone, right under a picture of George Bailey's father. And it pops up in the background of several scenes, but it's actually not readable until the scene at the bank when the town is overwhelmed at the stock market crash, worried that they won't have enough. So they bombard the bank and demand for George to help them. In a split-second decision, George and Mary decide to share all of their honeymoon savings with the town to make sure that everyone is taken care of. And they end up giving away all but $2 of it. And it's only in this scene that the camera focuses in and you can see what the sign hanging on the wall actually says. And it's this. All you can take with you is that which you've given away. At the end of our lives, that is so true, isn't it? I mean, it is precisely why Jesus told us not to store up treasures on earth, but to store up treasures in heaven. It was as if Jesus was saying, make sure your life matters in ways that last longer than you do. Make sure your life matters in ways that are eternal. I love how Eugene Peterson interprets these words from Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. He says, don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths or corroded by rust or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasure in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. And he goes on to say, your eyes are windows into your body. If your eyes are wide in wonder and belief, your body fills with light. But if you live squinty-eyed in greed and distrust, your body is a dank cellar. If you pull the blinds on your windows, what a dark life you will have. Friends, generosity invites us to open the blinds, to open our hearts, to open our hands, and to give out of what God has so generously given to us. Because at the heart of these texts and at the heart of our gospel is that God is a God of generosity and that in Christ there is always going to be more than enough. There is always more than enough food to eat, more wine in the jars, more water in the wilderness, more room at the table, more fish in the nets, more bread in the baskets. Friends, in Christ, there is strength even when we are at our weakest. There is grace even when we are at our lowest. There is hope even when we are in despair. There is light in the darkness. And thanks be to God, there is resurrection in life eternal, even when everything around us points to death. 
Friends, the story of our faith from beginning to end is one of God's extravagant and abundant and overwhelming generosity for us. The question is, what will the story of our lives be? I know that Brenda Bradley and her family have been so close to many of our minds and hearts this week. And so I wanted to share a story about Brenda as I close today because I think it is such a beautiful picture of her selfless generosity. When Brenda first found out that she had a large tumor on her pancreas, it was a Friday afternoon. She was actually in her Swahili class at Baylor that she was taking just for fun every day during her lunch break. In fact, she didn't answer the first phone call from the doctor because she really didn't want to miss class. But she looked down and realized that the doctor had called her repeatedly and she knew she better take it. The doctor explained that the news of this tumor was serious, but because it was a Friday afternoon, he couldn't get Brenda in for more testing or a biopsy until Monday. So until then, they really didn't know what they were dealing with or what their next step should be. Of course, she and Randall Isaac and Hannah were overwhelmed by the gravity of the situation and feared the worst, but they also didn't have any concrete information just yet. So they decided to wait and not tell many people until they knew more about what they were dealing with. But Randall told me on the phone that night, Mary Alice, I'm afraid we are getting ready for a crisis. That Saturday, I told them I would stop by and bring lunch, and as I prepared to go over there, I really didn't know what to expect. I couldn't imagine how scared or overwhelmed they must be feeling just sitting on this potentially devastating information over a weekend. But when I knocked on the door and went inside, Brenda greeted me with a warm smile and a hug. And do you know what she was doing when I walked in the kitchen? She was baking our communion bread for worship the next day. I think it may have been the last time she was able to do it with everything that transpired in the days that followed, but she made it with such joy that day. Because even on the weekend when she had received the worst news of her life, even when she had every reason to close the blinds and to be focused on herself, or huddled up in her own fear and pain, she was still focused on doing for others. In fact, she just couldn't imagine doing anything else. Friends, all that we can take with us is that which we have given away. And so may we all live with the joyful and abundant generosity of Brenda Bradley. May we open our blinds and our hearts and our hands and our lives so that God can do big and beautiful and abundant things through us. And so, God, I ask that you would meet us in this space today. Make us mindful of the ways that we are clinging on to what we already have. And challenge us to be people who are willing to let go to be people who are willing to live generously because you have given so generously to us. God, I pray that in these moments, you would give us what we need today. 
if it is comfort, if it is peace, if it is a word of challenge or hope. God, we know that you are a generous God who supplies our needs, and so that is my prayer for us this day. Help us to be people who are willing to follow you and to live generously for you wherever the road leads. Amen. We've heard today that the invitation to generosity only comes because we follow in the way of a generous God. And the truth is, like Jenny shared with the children, that God gave everything for us when he sent Jesus. Not only to be with us, but to be one of us and to live and to die so that we might have life and have it abundantly. And so if you would like to talk with someone more about what it looks like to follow Jesus, we would love to visit with you in the back of the sanctuary. Maybe you're interested in becoming part of this community of faith faith, as we seek to live generously together. We would love to welcome you into our church family today. But there's another way you can respond. Jenny mentioned during the welcome that every day during the month of November, we are challenging the Calvary family to do something generous. There are these calendars in your worship folder. And I want to invite you to spend the next few moments during this song asking God in what ways God might want you to open your hands and your heart to others this month. So feel free to sit and reflect for a moment as the song begins, and then Guillermo will motion for us to stand and sing together. say thanks for the things you have done for me, things so undeserved, yet you give to prove your love for me, the voices of a million Thank you. 
Pray with me. Lord, we praise you and thank you for all that you are. We are so grateful for the kind of Father you are to us, loving, forgiving, gracious, generous. We thank you every day for your generosity to us. Because of you, we are living in love and joy and abundance, not only materially, but with the spiritual blessings that only come from you those blessings of peace, mercy, and grace. We don't deserve these things. There is nothing that we have ever done that will make us worthy of what you have blessed us with. So we thank you for your grace, your amazing grace that sustains us every day. Our hearts flourish with thanksgiving for the generous gift of your son, our savior, Jesus Christ. So grant us strength and encourage our hearts that we may bless others as you have blessed us, that we may show more of our gratitude to you through the generous offerings we are about to give for your continuing work amongst us, your children, here in this place and indeed all over the world. Thank you for your generous, extravagant, and unconditional love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Just a few things to be remembering as we leave today. First, I really hope you will take that generosity calendar with you. We'll also have extras out in the hallway if you didn't get one today. And we really hope that this is something that all ages at Calvary can participate in. It might be a great conversation around the dinner table as a family, um, how you want to show generosity this month in so many different ways. Um, Second, if you are going to the child safety training today and that lunch, that will be in the intergenerational Sunday school classroom. Um, We really appreciate you giving your time to be a part of this and and is one of the ways that we can care for all God's children in this place. And then last, uh, this Wednesday is another first Wednesday at Calvary. And so we will have tacos from a local food truck at 5 o'clock. And then Taylor Shippey is our student preacher this week, and he'll be preaching for us in the chapel at 6 o'clock. Taylor, you, did you raise your hand? Raise your hand. Um, we are excited to hear from Taylor on Wednesday at 6 um, and look forward to, to sharing that time with you. Well, please join me in this benediction. Friends, may the God who calls you from this place journey with you as you go. May God delight in you with joy, bringing unimagined graces. Walk with you in darkness, shining light along your way. May God be close to you in pain, giving strength for every moment, and comfort you in fear, granting courage to be brave. May God's love surround you. May Christ's mercy astound you. And may the Spirit abound in you, so that you live in the fullness of the God who is with us always. Amen. God's rich light guide you this week. Amen.